for innovation. First, let them be socially aware. Let them yes. explore. Yes. Then let them imagine, right? Mm-hmm. And then third is let them implement. Like okay. I see parents who will not give anything related to wires to their kids. That's not right. You can create an environment, make sure that whatever you are buying, you are there when they are uh, doing something with buyers, but you have to let the child implement, right? Okay. Implementation and the child most probably 99% of the time maybe the child will fail. Okay. Right. Even a youth will fail. But does that mm-hmm. mean if you keep stopping them from trying out? Hi, we are the Confident Communicator and I Seema Mehta, along with my partner, Deepma Jadeja. Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. Together, let's get on a journey of discovering kindness, success and happiness courageously, fearlessly and by holding ourselves to a standard of grace, not perfection. It is our mission at The Confident Communicator to empower kids and adults discover their own uniqueness through our coaching, training and soft skills program. We welcome you to a new chapter of Imperfect Parenting, a series dedicated to discovering our own uniqueness without judgment by chiseling away all superfluous materials within ourselves. Hi everybody, this is Seema Mehta from The Confident Communicator, along with Deepma who's having some internet issues. It's a very chilly and cold day here in uh, Bangalore, um, which we love. This is exactly why we love Bangalore. And I have a guest with me today, Sudipta Banerjee, who is also from Bangalore. And, uh, you know, she, I've, I've been talking to her for the last 15-20 minutes and what a fascinating story she has and I'm, I'd love for our uh, viewers and our audience to hear what she has to say about her life. But just to begin, you know, I, I just wanted to say, you know, kids when they are small, they always, we always say, hey, so what do you want to do when you want to grow up? What will you do? And most of the children will say, I want to be a firefighter or I want to, my daughter used to say, I want to be a cooker. I think she meant cook, but she used to say that all the time. And we keep asking our kids, we allow our children to have the grandest vision possible for life. But somewhere around the line, something goes wrong. I don't know whether it is the education system or they start creating these belief systems where children sort of get lost. And then eventually over a period of time, maybe in their 30s, 40s or 50s, they start thinking about what their passion really is. Our guest today, Sudipta Banerjee, is one of those people who life has given her so many different uh, directions that she's navigated her life through lots of ups and downs. And on the way, some key people, some key mentors have actually brought her to the point where today she's a very successful individual. So Sudipta, uh, welcome. It's an honor and a pleasure to actually talk to you because your experience has been a remarkable conversation. So welcome to our show, The Imperfect Parenting. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So Sudipta has about 15 years of uh, experience in the area of PR and uh, youth development. She's worked with a lot of young people looking for internships and jobs and different other programs, which she will talk about. And our conversation today is a critical one because, you know, while our education system is preparing us for our skill sets, what Sudipta and her company Raise to Pie is doing is to kind of match the real world 
experiences for our kids to feel that confidence to go into the real world and and deal with uh, whatever is going out there so i'm going to start with the first uh, question for you sudipta our previous um, uh, guest dr sonali uh, mentioned to us that you know in india we have so many engineers right mm-hmm. we have the best pool of engineers we are probably one of the best country in the world with a lot of software engineers but mm-hmm. the saddest part is that we don't have enough innovators we are not mm-hmm. having enough creative and innovative people coming out from our engineering stream mm-hmm. why do you think that is the case and why is it important to kind of focus on that as well yeah means i can't agree more than what you said i have a house full of engineers like my cousins my brother my husband everybody is engineer uh so yeah and i won't i don't see any of them really being conditioned uh from a early childhood to be innovators so they, there are five engineers from top schools of india who are there in my family and when i look at how they were brought up and like i've seen some of them growing up they were all brought up grades ratlo exam pass kar lo grades aane chahiye theek hai that is uh, that is what we were brought up always in the center your grades were most center exploration was not a concept was not okay? encouraged yeah. yeah and when we were growing up if someone was explorer which i would say i was uh, was considered to be uh, what you call rogue remember once uh, like i i read a book i liked a certain characters and i started uh, crafting those characters there some dialogues between them outside of the book right so when i was writing that i started talking to myself because i was imagining my mom saw that and was seriously concerned okay she literally wrote the, those days were letters people used to write letters to their parents she wrote letters to her moms about my mom about my behavior her sisters about my behavior right and what she asked suggestion that what she can do right to change you or to make change you better yeah 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 i was in an imaginary world or i go there quite often right yes, yes. so this is now i think a perfect striking a perfect balance is very important you cannot let the child be in imaginary world all the time yes but getting them explored Correct. helps right yeah. and which that generation never got Correct. so our generation never got we were conditioned so that's why we don't have innovators because unless you learn what do you need to be an innovator there are i think there are very straightforward three things and and actually is- actually many of the teachers i know when we go for these ptms many of the teachers you know especially in the area of science they'll mm-hmm. always say you should question you should ask yourself questions about the concept you are learning yeah say that but i don't know whether the environment is created for the children to constantly do that right so for example if you are talking about last week we had in our class we were talking about the process of oxidation even though we don't teach science we we ask them do you know when you put a silver jewelry outside in the sun and there's rain and then eventually it turns black do you know why it turns black Mm-hmm. and you know some people were immediately uh, able to give the answers but most kids have no idea 
But if I ask them what is oxidation, they will give me the answer immediately because they have rattled the whole concept. So connecting the uh, a concept to a, a an absolute application in life is something they are not encouraging, and I think that's something yeah. we should yeah. do. Right. Yeah, I would say things are changing for better, but there's a scope. Uh, yeah, like many parents have not changed, right. and more improvement. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. saddens me to see that you know parents with certain exposure, like parents yeah. who have seen the world, parents who have gone to a different kind of yes. uh, you yes. know uh, profession, yeah. right? They yeah. are giving that to their children, but majority of the parents are still stuck in that same kind of parenting and. Given that we have produced this many engineers, yeah. I think this is what it. This is what works. Correct. Right? Correct. The problem yeah. is tried this is tested what, method. Why should I question it? Right? Question it. Yeah. This, works. They don't see the trends of the changing world. That yeah. the world is changing. Yes. What worked for India in 1999 to 2000s, early 2000s? Absolutely. Absolutely. Was different. What you are saying is that the world that we grew up in is very yeah. different. From the world in which the children are growing up, in. and we cannot take the same benchmark and put it into this world because it doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. a different world, so we got to change the way we are teaching our kids. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to because yeah, we started talking about three things for uh, innovating to mm-hmm. create an innovative uh, right. mindset. Uh, yeah. What would you say those were? So one is that you need first to understand the need of other people. Right to understand where the need is to solve a problem. What right. is the problem? Is there a problem around you? So there are problems. Right. I once met someone, thankfully through my co-founder, who created like a swing for disabled kids, which is very affordable, could be used by anyone in India. Right. Because young designer, he is a designer. Yeah. He could see this problem around him in the community park that a disabled child. Is not able to get on the street, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what did he get out of it? A great design project to talk about. The guy now works for Reliance, right? Which is Indian parents' goal. Ki mera bacha Reliance mein kam karta hai as a designer. Kar raha hai na. But what made him get that job? Yeah. Like, innovation mindset. One is that like exp- let them explore, let them see the world. If you keep them focused on the books all the time, yeah. Not see social awareness nahi aayega. Very interesting because I remember watching an episode by Amir Khan, which was Satyameva Jayate. In he highlights uh, how disabled disabled people do not have the facilities that other countries provide for them. Yeah. I, you know, for a minute, it took me a minute to realize that that's true. If you go to a movie theater, there is no ramp for the wheelchair to go up. How do they get into the movie theater? How many disabled people do you see in a coffee shop? How many uh, disabled people you see getting uh, into a into a government office? There are yeah. ramps, and I'm starting to think that even though this is so rampant in our country, we have never observed it because yeah. we have not it had as basic as they are invisible. Fortunately, what happens is differently abled people become invisible in our society because there is no facilities to make them visible, right? Yeah. To make them come out of the house and get things done. But that so, is why yeah, that's so true. That is why we create a generation of uh, of kids who. Are able to see that what is going on around them. So yeah. first step is to actually see that there is a problem. Create a social awareness. 
They're aware. Let them not protect them from yes. what's happening in society. Exactly. Let exactly. them explore. Let them know. Let them understand. Right. So that's step one. Yes. Step two is once they learn, once they understand the problem statement, right? Then their imagination needs to go wide. Correct. You need to let them imagine. Correct. Okay. Correct. If they are not imagining the craziest thing, and me and Chalam, my co-founder, we often talk about it that because he's a senior product leader in the organization, in the in the industry, he often says that the the more crazy you think, the best, the better solution you will find. Right. Imagination has to go wild, and then you start sharpening it, sharpening it. So one way, one mm-hmm. way we can do that is whether it is in school or whether it has is at it is at home. If your if the child is not giving the answer that you are looking for, which is the textbook answer, don't mm-hmm. reject them. Don't reject them. For them to fail, we are not yeah. allowing children to fail because we yeah. think failure is bad. Mm-hmm. If you got ninety seven percent clean market. <laughs> That is the first thing that everybody says. Why are we not? Or, or the other way around. If you got, I remember watching this uh, very nice TED talk by Rita Pearson, who's a who's a mm-hmm. good educator and one of somebody I absolutely adore. And mm-hmm. she talks about an incident where a student in her class got two out of twenty, and she puts a smiley face and he says, did, "Does that mean that I failed?" So she says, "Yes." But then why did you put a smiley face? Because you didn't get them all wrong, is what she said. And when mm-hmm. she said that to the child, there was a confidence in the child that that's right. I didn't get them all wrong. I have the opportunity and the ability to work harder and yeah. one more time. And mm-hmm. I think that's the confidence that we need to give our kids. Allow we need to create them. that confidence. So coming back to that, like we, what I mean for innovation, first is let them be socially aware. Let them yes. explore. Yes. Then let them imagine, right? Mm-hmm. And then third is let them implement. Like I see parents who will not give anything related to wires to their kids. That's not right. You can create an environment, make sure that whatever you are buying, you are there and they are uh, doing something with wires, but you have to let the child implement, right? Implementation and the child most probably 99% of the time, maybe the child will fail. Okay. Even a youth will fail. But does that mean if you keep stopping them, from trying out, right? And these are parents who can afford it. I'm talking about parents who can afford yeah, it. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Or even if you can't, I mean, there are there are implements lying around in our homes that we can just use or on the roads, right? That, that yeah. But can you so, define for the parents, Sudipta, why is it important for us to do this? So that, that clarity comes. Why is it important for us to create this environment of exploration, social awareness? Why should we do this? So see, I will just tell you uh, from an example which uh, parents would understand. Okay, so what is the goal of the parents right now? Their goal is that my child should get into a very good university. Okay, say if I work yes. back from that goal of parents, right? It is. It can st- still need. It will need all of this. What are the good universities looking at in SOPs? Statement of purpose, which is a very very important part of children applying. Yeah. So many children, Indians are not the only one who are applying to universities abroad or even in universities in India, right? Forget IITs. Like I I am like hanging out in an IIT friend circle. My husband is from there and my husband does not want his daughters to go to IIT. Okay. He's like, I think what I learned there, I could have learned anywhere. The other things that you learn will, yeah. you know, not 
they will not learn it. So let them let them do what they want to do. But coming back to this, if you want them, two things that parents want: admission and a good university. Yeah. And second is a good job. Correct. Both those two things. What are the universities and the companies are looking for? Yes. Number one, I will go with the first one first. Key universities looking for. Yes. Universities are looking for candidates who are standing out. Everyone is going there with a ninety percent. 95%. So what is unique about you? Yes. So, yes. There's not much of a difference between a guy who gets 95 and 97. Correct. Okay. Correct. For the people, they are in the same bracket. Right. Okay. So how do how what is that that they have done in life other than studies? This is coming, this question is coming from all the big universities. Yes. Right? Yes. And you have to write a statement of purpose. So I will quote like we we one year back when we started working, there was a team. There's a team called Kadar. We are very proud of them. For uh, that time, they were 11 graders. Now they're 12 graders. When they came to us, they had crazy problem statements. We, we, we let the teams identify their own problem statements. Okay. So when they came to us, uh, this was then. Now we also are, are getting challenges from startups and teams are working on those challenges. But that's a different thing. This team started with seven, eight different ideas. First, four of them had to agree. That was a real world learning. They learned how to come to a consensus as a team. And how did they do that? Which is the most... Collaborate. Yes. Right? So yes. collaborate, understand which is the most feasible idea to solve. What all you all of you can work yes. on. Correct. Right? Solving problem for homeless was something they also felt as leaders. They cannot do that. Right? Yes. So the idea they chose was gender violence. Violence against other genders other than men. Right? In that, women come as the next most, uh, you know, like next, the gender, which is yeah, yeah. Heat. obviously the trans and the others also come in that. But women is a like significant chunk of uh, the entire population. Yeah. They said that, Correct. he said, you cannot solve it for everybody. Correct. You learn to, you know, uh, make your problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, we will do it for women. I'm talking of women who, it's a huge, exactly. you know, broad, Audience. But keep breaking it down. Keep yeah. breaking it down. Right? Then they said urban underprivileged. Right? That made it specific. So this is like babies and you know, like uh, drivers, wives, daughters who were there, whom they could see on mm -hmm. an everyday basis. Right? And they have heard by then stories of kids, they get beaten up, they get their monies, money is getting snatched by from them and all of that. Yeah. So as 11th graders, this we said, okay, now do some research, figure out what the problem is, where, where is it all starting? Okay, mm -hmm. why are these women, despite of working, despite of earning, sometimes being the sole breadwinner of the family, are still getting beaten up by their husbands? What's going wrong? Right. So when they started talking, yeah, they figured out that what we what they were thinking all these days was wrong. These yeah. women have been brought up to to believe that this is how they should be thinking. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. It's not power. It's it the conditioning we talked about earlier. Yeah, it's the conditioning. It's the conditioning. So they, they for the eleventh graders, four of them, it was a huge learning because they always thought they that had no idea. Powerful. Yeah. Right. Right. Have to go a little deeper than what they are seeing. Yeah. And then they came across that even if the woman is more powerful physically, she is taking the beating from the husband, even though she is more strong financially. Okay. 
independent financially. She is taking the beating from the husband because she has been taught that you are you deserve this. You will get this. Yeah. Your brother, your husband, your cousins, your you know male of your family have the right to hit you yeah. just because you are a woman, yeah. right? This was eye opening for them. When they started working on the solution, then they worked with a mentor from Enfold. They worked with some mentors from Janagra. They started creating a solutions. They did a uh, survey to understand more in partnership with government of Chandigarh. And just imagine the learning when amazing. they are amazing. working with all the experts from different and working with the government. They yeah. got like three thousand responses from the uh, government school mm. students survey of just Chandigarh alone, right? Yeah. That helped them understand what is the need. And they understood, like, while working with Enfold, mentor from Enfold, they yeah. understood they cannot use words like uh, sex. They cannot use words like, you know, certain things. Because the moment these words are used, the uh, parents will not allow the students to, their children to attend the webinar. Correct. Then yeah. they also understood webinar is not the solution. Because most of these girls or most of these children don't have smartphones. They so how will you do? Connect to the meeting, yeah. How will you do? Yeah. Right? So then what they came up with is that they designed like small mini, like a booklet series, right? They call it mm -hmm. the Kadar book. Okay, but it's it's completely like a comics. It's something which will relate very they well. They told stories. So you're saying stories, and that's how they conveyed their message. Okay, that book yes. is provoking thoughts, ah. right? They are not talking about gender discrimination directly because for Parnini, they give up completely. It is looking like something which is talking about uh, siblings who are twins, boy and a girl, born in the same family, different rules, different upbringing, and then activities at the end of everything. Is this? Do you think how differently this could have played? Okay, this kind of question. So asking why and trying to allow them to uh, come up with the solutions themselves so they can buy into yeah. it. Right. Yeah. So this is from a student perspective. If I talk, they learned a lot. Okay. Yeah. One yeah. of the moms have told me that the, she sees a child because he's a boy, never understood, even though he has a younger sister. And even if you never. explain it to them, unless yeah. and until they don't get their hands dirty, you know, just get into the field and really understand and i completely hear you i mean but but on the other hand you know mm -hmm. a lot of the parents are aware that universities are looking for this mm -hmm. deep passion this thinking this you know social awareness and then getting into it mm -hmm. but a lot of people think that you know oh, maybe if i just work for an ngo for some time i yeah, yeah. as a I, I, I have examples for that like and i'll just do it because i'm supposed to put it on my resume you know let's let's break that up a little bit more yes, I, I will give two three examples here for people to learn more so now this team right again uh, this team is right now they are taking their sat they will apply and but the kind of recommendation letters they will get absolutely, right? absolutely. which talks about the work they have done and this is a lot of deep work yes lady from the government of Chandigarh or whether it is from the mentor from Enfold or whether it is the mentor from Janakram with Janagra, they have signed a MOU. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Each of them have signed a MOU, individual MOU with Janagra. Wow. And this kind of a recommendation when it comes, right? Now, that against like a child who has just gone maybe two One days and done some volunteering work. Just done the, huh, just done the upar upar sevo, you know. Upar upar sevo. Uh, the people yeah. sitting there, because yeah. I, have, I have a circle 
from these universities which people you know like uh, look at i i did my course from pace but pace is not ivy league but even if you look at ivy league right i have a circle and these are people on the other side of the table because these are people being called by the universities to review the sops yeah who are the ones who are reviewing the sops for the universities let's look at that people mm. like us with 15 16 years of experience 17 18 20 who have time in hand and who are volunteering to do that for their own universities right because university ke paas itna time nahi hai itne log bhi nahi hai ki they will sit and review right. so they call their students who are ready to help them right these students are industry experts yes. you can't fool them yes. they read the sop they yes. see through correct absolutely they'll know that this is just something you did put together just because you had to yeah right if your story yeah. is not tying up right people like us will immediately make that out means what is the big deal why why think that and the person is the, right? the, the goal is to make our children have the the ability to take you know like if you are saying okay there is a problem but how do i find out what the problem is you really need to go a little bit deeper you got to mm-hmm. talk to the people you got to understand what's going on in the market you have to talk to you know what the social circumstances are what the political circumstances are you have to look at it from you have to reflect on it from very different different points of view and then start working on the possible solution for mm-hmm. that you need to do you need to collaborate you need to negotiate you need to connect with so many people there are so many skill sets that in one project that you can imbibe and i think that's really the learning and that's, that's and the learning this person this person that, could eventually that will lead to the goal the parent want like a good university right. admission or right. later for say undergrad parents we also work with a lot of undergrads yes a lot of parents their goal is a good job And yeah. like, do you realize that there was an article in Money Control that sixty-three percent talent gap is there in Indian corporate sector? Yes. And then there was another article in Business Insider which says that uh, half of Indian graduates are like you know not able to sustain and retain themselves in the job after campus placement. Absolutely. So, no, unbelievable. I have seen so many software engineers. My husband owns a software company, and the the final solution that they have reached when they hire people and when they have freshers that come in, they don't even bother to uh, ask for their mark sheets, to ask for which college they've been in, to ask what you know. As long as they're engineers, they just bring them in, and then they say, "Now forget everything that you've learned in engineering. You have a six." program yeah. they give them a six month internship program where they just reteach everything now you know how many corporates are capable or capable able to do that when you have a, a bigger question and they are able to do that there is a bigger question here how yes. many corporates would want to do that want to also yes, yes. it is the commitment of the time to do this because corporates the- are their goal is only one that is Correct. profit Correct. Yes, everything they talk about sustainability and uh, environment is all. I would say it's all. And and yes. the biggest biggest uh, you know conversation these days, especially when you are talking about trends and what children should be looking at in the future. And you know we are like I kind of quote the historian Yuval Noah Harari, who has written a lot about this extensively. Uh, is that you know artificial intelligence technology is going to take over? You know the job that you were doing for five years is or ten years is no longer going to exist. You know yeah. things that you had never heard of will suddenly come into the market. So you know, just look at COVID. What COVID has done it's to our society—disruptive everything. So how 
do we prepare chaos that is going to come in front of them where they should have those teachable moments where they should be adaptable where that emotional resilience will come in mm-hmm. where they can you know say okay i need to be able to figure out okay there's a problem how do i solve it how do i move on the go, on the go. a project like this will certainly prepare them and equip them one thing parents uh, need to understand sima is that what like they when little bit of you know and what happens when you look at past and when you look at present it will yeah. like us i like who strategize who know what strategy is your future strategies come out of your learnings from past and present right yeah. so yeah. people need to parents need to now sit and think a bit that 99 2000 may when all these global companies came to india what were they looking for right they were looking for a human resource which is not expensive mm-hmm. okay which we were as a country because cost of living was very low back then yeah. okay they were looking for decently english speaking population okay who could just get trained in word excel powerpoint yes. and they can start working right. okay that was word excel powerpoint was life skills back then it is not life skills now no, our no. children know it from grade 1 yeah yeah right it's it's, it's essential skills right. now coming life skills are essential though means that's a but now what are they looking for because now there are companies which are going moving slowly there these operations to countries like philippines yes, countries like yes. vietnam yeah right? if yeah. you see all the big fours many of them now name a big corporate you will find they have started their philippines operation be it accenture be it, be it jpmc be it goldman whoever it is right yeah. this is what these jobs the ones they were looking at us for will move there now yeah cost of living is still that's cheap. the trend i mean it's going to change and you better be ready for it because if you don't have that emotional resilience or the ability to have that flexibility if yeah. you don't have that flexibility you are going to not survive and their expectation from us as a country is changing it has changed actually it's not changing yes they are expecting us because they are paying us more than what they pay people in philippines yes they want people in philippines to do this other kind of job which may be later get lost in automation also a lot of those jobs are going away going to go away yeah and they will go so up. now they are looking to us to innovate to problem okay. solve to have creative ways of thinking think all of those things so we have to change as a country we need to be ready as a education system we need to be ready as parents we need to be ready that this is what our children are going to face absolutely you're right about that and i you know i see my own daughter who is about 20 years of age she is an art student in the in a us university and you know i was i was wondering what she would do as an art student you know because most people say you know the stem students the engineers they have great starting pays art student ko kya milega kuch nahi milega but when i see the work that she does uh, and and the way she is planning she has switched her major from what she was planning to do to something else and she's she's sort of following the trends and she says within 3 years of being in this college itself she has seen that oh the trend has moved in this direction so i would rather do this mm-hmm. so that so the her, to have that flexibility and say okay i'm going to change gears and i'm going to get into this now or another one of my neighbor's daughter who was a major in biology brilliant student topper in her school decided mm-hmm. one day that i don't like biology and has gone into communications and advertising so you know that the trend is changing the interest is changing the passion is changing and therefore we need to be ready 
that our children mm -hmm. are flexible enough to be able to deal with that. So the question is how, how do we get our children ready to do that? How do we get them to do that? See, one thing which I have seen from my own life that has worked is real-world learning is something you have to give them. Yes. I'm not saying textbooks are not important. At the end, we, as a world, we still believe in a system where degrees matter. More, more so in India, not so much outside of India. And, and unfortunately still, or fortunately, which college you went to, what degree you have, gives after, you the foot in the door, right? It gives you the foot in the door. Just it gives you the foot in the door, right? Yeah. But I am seeing so many of them dropping out Correct. after getting that foot in the door Correct. and being unemployed, right? Correct. Because yeah. they are not able to sustain themselves. Because once you get that foot in the door, yeah, right, you are going through a like you know you you are going to get grilled. Yes, right. Yeah. And if I was like you know reading uh, like listening to a communication by one of the this JPMC CEO of India, right. And uh, it is it is there on the internet. Anybody can Google and listen. But I hear what big company CEOs are talking because we also work with college students a lot other than profile building for school students. Yeah. And they is like, what is, if you at your 22, 23, 24 are talking about that you are not able to handle the pressure and you want to balance, Right. Like, how are you even going to take the pressure of life? Like, yes. pressure yes. is exactly. what makes your life beautiful. And right? we have seen that, right? Mental health has become a big conversation today, especially for the youth, because we are finding children <laughs> are extremely fragile. I mean, and you, we wonder, like, what, what is the difference between our generation and this next generation? Why are One they... difference is internet, right? But internet could be both blessing and, uh, you know, curse. So, problem. Yeah. problem, like, yeah. how are you using your time in internet? It Correct. can be very productive. It can be very productive or very distracting. Very destructive. Yeah. Right? Now, exposure, everyone tells me that one thing is that they have access to so much information. That's why they're mental health. There's a friend of mine who is a, who is a psychologist. Yeah. But I also, she also agrees that we also have these, have raised like a generation trying to protect them. Right? By yeah, just yeah. doing everything for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, doing everything for the kids. Yeah. Everything for the kids. So they are not learning. Like not to be learning. very, I'm not saying that we were raised in the best way, yeah. but at least in my generation. But there is a difference. And the difference is, and I, I was talking to Deepma about it earlier. Is the difference is that when we were growing up, our parents made sure that we do did chores in the house. Exactly. Involved in every the, the point I was going to make. Yeah. That's where we learn about problem solving. That's where we learned about being creative. That's where we yeah. learned about being a little bit thoda, you know, a thick skin. Tough, tough you know, and thick skin. Yeah. And I grew up in Bombay. Well, Bombay was a tough city. You know, Bombay this was a tough city to grow up. And we had to take trains. We had to go to the bank. We had to go to the post office. Mm -hmm. We had to cross roads that, you know, our parents would not have the time to take us. Today, our children do, are having drivers and, you know, escorts, people who take yep. them uh, everywhere and yep. fragile. And because of we, we say that, you know, world has changed. It has become more unsafe. My only thing is, do that. Yeah. there are ways to empower them. Correct. Yes. Right? And still let them do that. Have open discussions. Like, why do I need to, you know, it's, it's not about affording. Yeah. If you child is you can see your child being financially irresponsible right yeah you need to tell them you have need to have an open conversation with them 
Correct. Like what it takes to make money and why it is important to not spend, right? Even though it is their money and I they understand. Like I have heard this, oh, how can you have this conversation with your 10-year-old, no? Yeah. My 10-year-old, we recently had a conversation where her uncle in US centered like some 20,000 rupees in India, yeah. INR. Yeah. And she wanted to go and blow like yes. for data. Right? Yeah. Correct. But when we had that conversation that you can either blow it or now or you keep it for a vacation yeah. and you could actually find things which you may not find in Bangalore right? Yeah. and you would want to buy yeah. because when we will go for vacation, we will give you a particular budget and you can't spend beyond that. Beyond that, That's yeah. The rule we follow. So these right? are things that we need to, in fact, it's so funny you mentioned this conversation thing because we, you know, Deepma and I, like I told you, we've taught a lot of students uh, and we when we talk to our students, we find that a lot of the things that the students tell us, the parents are very surprised. They've never heard their children talk about yeah. services, which is why we developed a product called the conversation cards, which is a set of 100 cards, 100 questions that mm-hmm. we allow the, you know, we give it to the students and say, okay, play this with your family at dinner time. And then we ask them, you know, do you guys have dinner together? Half of them don't even have dinner together. So there is no opportunity to sit down and actually have a conversation. And Mm -hmm. if you say, oh, you know, like you were talking about giving a budget to your child, you are being very unfair to me. You are being so strict. Everybody has an iPad. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody convince me why you need it. And we bring these scenarios in front of our students all the time. And we encourage the parents that use these cards, you know, talk about simple things and come to know what is going on in their mind. You know? mm-hmm. So we we encourage that a lot in our in our classroom also because we feel like the conversations, the crucial conversations, are the ones that will actually lead the children to self reflection. And which is sort of the how I would like to end today's conversation before before we end is that I think one of the ways we can allow our children to grow that emotional flexibility is to have that space to self reflect to be able to give their opinion, to be able to express, to get them into chores so that they start problem solving, right? At a very, very young age. Let's not entitle them so much that they become weak. Let's empower them so that they become strong. Yeah, that one and in addition to that, self-reflection is definitely a huge thing. When uh, students work with us, like we have that, like as a team, at the end of every session, they reflect. They reflect on their performance. And it is done in a very structured way, but I we know that it's working in their mind. They know what they have done, right? So that's one very important point. And along with that, in addition to that, I would want to add that let them go out and explore. At the end, everything that they do will solve the problems that parents want to solve. Like a good job or like a good career, good college admission, and then a good career. It is all going to do that. Help them big time. Because grades are not the only metrics now. I think, I think most, every single Sleepy, guest, I really want... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Seema. I was just saying, it's funny that every single guest who has so far come to our show has more or less said the same thing. That, that the, the grades are not important. And then there are always parents who are skeptical and say, but grades to college. So that balance has to be there. We are trying to get them to have great grades, but we are not teaching them the life skills that they need to sustain whatever skill sets they learn through their education system, right? You will get the job, you will get into that college, but what happens after that? I think that's... I I actually... Yeah. 
I loved it, Sudipta. I loved the session where you talk so much about experiential learning and how that actually adds on. You're not saying academic learning is not important. It yeah. adds on. And I have that example with, right in front of me with my daughter because she, we always thought at 18 and 19 that she was purely academic and purely science-oriented and she had a very, very narrow focus. And then in the middle, uh, you know, between, she's 23 now, so between 19 and 23, she volunteered at a society somewhere. She did, uh, uh, you know, she started doing a little bit of patient care and things. And she realized for herself that while she has the scientific bent of mind, while she likes research, she also likes serving the underserved populations. She also likes being uh, uh, in patient care. So that is so interesting how she was able to then say, no, 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 I don't want to only be in research. I also want to do this. I also want to talk to people. I also want to teach other people. So yeah. she came and if we had not allowed her to volunteer because it was not paid positions, if we had not allowed her to do that, she wouldn't have discovered that about herself. Absolutely. So I, I love what you're doing to help children, not only give them opportunities, but to uh, help them discover who they are. And for our viewers, the company that Sudhita Sudhita is a co-founder is called Raise to Pi. We'll actually put up information about that on our Facebook page as this this goes live on on Wednesday. And uh, Sudhita, thank you so much for talking to us. It's been an amazing conversation. And I think that there is an amazing synergy that we see with uh, you and what you do. Uh, Very similar to what our goals are. It's always amazing to talk to a guest who has very similar synergies. So thank you for being on our show. Definitely. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. And as you said, like it's always great to have conversations with like-minded people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Have a great day, ladies. Thanks.